Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the HIV podcast. Each week, we focus on a person, historical event, or pop culture moment linked to HIV and explore the story of what actually happened. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess. And between us, we've been working in the field of HIV for 40 years. Our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. Okay, are you ready? I hope that is how you are going to start every single podcast from now on. Really? Yeah, it felt a bit yelling like the, at you. <laughs> yeah, it felt a bit like the start of um, Anton Dex. Let's get ready to rumble. Are you oh. ready? Oh, I love them. I do I know you love Anton Dex? Because I want to say they're not quite eighties, but I feel like they're in that ilk because it was early nineties, wasn't it? It was. Oh, right back from Biker Grave, Jimmy, or Biker Groove. Biker Groove. I mean, and it, <laughs> They're from Newcastle, love. <laughs> I don't know where you're from. <laughs> my accent. Me for that matter. My family's from Newcastle. <laughs> Excellent. If so that's um, the northeast insulted, I do apologise. Listeners are wondering who Anton Deckard. They they probably know who Anton Deckard. Well, they might not. Who who knows? But they did. They used to play these two characters called PJ and Duncan in a kids' show called Biker Grave. And when they left it, they released this song called "Let's Get Ready to Rumble." And of course, we can't play it on here because of like copyright royalty stuff. We're a charity. We definitely don't have money for that. Please go and look it up. Please go and look up. Let's get ready to rumble. What a song. It's the best way to start your day, I imagine. Just think they were so cool. They sang lines like, watch us wreck the mic. And I was like, oh. Yeah, but then I love the psych. Like, oh, we're not really. We're not really naughty boys. (laughs) Not pathetic. That's such a mean word. It's just 
it's just very tame. Yeah, no, no, it definitely was. But um, I still loved them all the same. Oh, my God. Let's learn their dance one day. Oh, it's really easy. Not that I've learned it, but it's it's not that difficult to do, is it? Right, this is it. This is the challenge, Sarah. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll set up her aim. Yeah. They were called PJ and Duncan, weren't they? Even when they did the Let's Get Ready to Rumble. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think they, I don't know when they went back to Ant and Deck, their actual names, but anyway. Enough of PJ and Duncan. And are you going to tag them? I've tagged them in things before. They did. What? Oh, remember, didn't you have like a sex dream about Ant? (laughs) Okay, I was hoping we weren't going to go there. Yes, but did you tag them in that? You were on mute. No one can hear what you're saying. You got overexcited. (laughs) (laughs) It's when we did it. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm going to have a look. But, you know, they'll be pleased to hear that now, won't they? I don't want to relive those dreams. They were just inappropriate, I imagine, is what they were. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Right. This week, you can, you can edit all that out anyway. If you don't edit it out, I swear to God, this time we're going to have to put you on a disciplinary. <laughs> Might be worth the risk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shall we start? Yeah, I'm ready for some you equals you action. I don't have any housekeeping this week. Just that. Go and check out, obviously, our TikTok where we put little clips of the episode and also our Instagram page and give us a little follow and a like. Oh, definitely. Yes. We like it when people do that. So we know you equals you is undetectable equals untransmittable. Yes. You're looking at me like it doesn't mean that at all. It does. I've double checked. No, it definitely, definitely does mean that. It's just, It's really hot. I'm just hot. I'm quite hot as well. Oh, isn't that weird? It's because we're talking about saucy ant. <laughs> but do you know what's so awful? Right? I know we're gonna. He's not though, is he? No, just no. all forehead. I just don't understand what was. I must have been going through a very traumatic time. Do you know when you have like a saucy dream, and that's what I'm calling it. I'm going very PG, like a little saucy dream. I love Prince, right? The singer Prince. And once I had a saucy dream about Prince, and he is so small, isn't he? But he's never been more attractive than in my dream. And I don't know why, because I don't, I wouldn't say he's uh, attractive to me. He's not my cup of tea. But after my dream, I was like, yeah, Prince, get that purple suit out. Get that perm going on. Tiny moustache, frilly shirt. Yes. (laughs) Who wouldn't want that? (laughs) So your aunt, mine was Prince. I mean, Deck was in the background. He wasn't, he didn't do a lot. Oh, God, that sounds awful. I know. Like a weird kind of voyeur. Mm. I've always been suspicious of him, to be honest. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, look, you equals you. Let's get back on track. Come on now. Undetectable equals untransmittable. This week, we're looking at how the most fa- most famous, I think it is the, probably the most famous saying or campaign to do with HIV came about. No, lies. Should I tell you what the most famous one is? You ready? It's don't die of ignorance. Well, I've put that, I've put in or UK don't die of ignorance. Um, sadly, I wish you equals you was the most famous one. Well, do you, I mean, you know that, <laughs> here we go, on my soapbox, don't die of ignorance, really, it still winds me up. Yeah. In fact, I'm getting irritated as we speak. And if you want to know more about it, listen to our Lord Fowler episode about why that campaign was started in the 80s and why it was needed. I just can't get, let it rest, though. I mean, we're going to come back and revisit it. We most definitely are. Because I still think it's hideous. But yeah, I'm going to move on for the sake of this episode. Well done. And because our aim today really is to promote you equals you, isn't it? Not my yes. anger at the 80s campaign. And you each, it should be 
associated with HIV and it is actually around the world now but I think we said in the last episode outside of the HIV sector probably not as well understood as it should be. No I, I would agree it's a fantastic slogan and I wish everyone was aware of it but all too often people definitely are not. No I know I remember when it first kind of came about I never I didn't even understand what it means and I work in the sector. Okay, so let's reiterate again. Before we start, if you're undetectable, you cannot pass the virus on to anyone else through unprotected sex. That's because HIV medication is so good at containing the virus. So if someone's undetectable, that means the virus can't be found in a sample of blood. Doesn't mean you no longer have HIV, just means that the medication is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. And I think that's important to say that because we do have quite a few people that say that there's a cure. And I think that's the confusion sometimes when you're talking, well, when we're talking about being undetectable, it just because it can't be found doesn't mean you're not still positive. If you weren't to take your medication, the HIV would be found again in your blood. Whizzing round your bloodstream is, I think, what we use. Running away from the police. Remember, everyone, from last episode, the police and the compound and them dragging people out of houses. If you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to last week's episode. It was a treat. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to look at how You Equal You came about. So it was devised by somebody called Bruce Richmond, who uh, is an openly HIV positive man in America. This is back in 2012. So he was told by his doctor he was undetectable and therefore couldn't pass the virus on. Obviously, over the moon at that piece of information. But he couldn't understand why it wasn't more commonly known about because, you know, He's like, it's an absolute game changer. So he did some digging and he came to the conclusion that this piece of information was actually the HIV sector's best kept secret. And I would agree with him. And he wanted to change that. And he developed the slogan, you equals you. Did design it with others, but the initial idea is all his. Amazing, Bruce, because it is so simple. I know. I quite, yes, I like it. I like He's it. He's ron sealing it like we're doing with our podcast title. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now. As we know, when we raise uh, awareness locally, you've got to do more than just have a slogan that you need to promote. You've got to have advocates or champions to spread the word. And the first to kind of help him with this was the New York Department of Health, shortly followed by THT here in the UK. Now, I've made it sound massively simple. It wasn't. It wasn't all plain sailing at all because other organisations. But uh, no, hold on. I should never do two in a row. But it wasn't all plain sailing after that. Oh, other US organisations signed up to promote it. We'll talk about those in a moment. But it didn't gain the momentum it deserved because a lot of people and organisations didn't believe it was true. Or even organisations true. Yeah. But then do you know what I suppose, like you're saying, before or you equals you slogan came around, we weren't talking about it. I know. It's actually, yes, because I first of all was like, why wouldn't anyone believe it? But... They were accused, Bruce and and his team, of being um, a danger to public health. There was also concern about the risk of other STIs rising if people with HIV stopped using condoms. Because, you know, we all know they're responsible for transmission of all STIs. Don't worry about all the negative people that have been spreading them for years. That's just bonkers, isn't it? So they were trying to say that just because... Well, like you're saying, actually, I, I did that bit, but they're inferring that positive people, are, it's going to like up the rates of other STIs. What about just everyone? Oh, dear. I know. It's awful, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's almost implying it's only people with HIV we've got to worry about. The rest of the community doesn't really matter. Talk about stigma. 
Another example, isn't it? Another example yeah. of positive people being stigmatised. They also, there was concern. People living with HIV might not take their medication so regularly if they knew they were undetectable. So basically implying that people living with HIV didn't understand how their meds worked. We work with positive people. We work with people who take the meds are undetectable and they're super strict about taking their meds and they're so proud to be like, hell yeah, I'm undetectable. And I just think what, it's just, yeah, it's just another level of stigma. So we're implying that they can't understand that they should be taking every day, that they're just going to, ugh, whatever. And we're also saying that actually they're going to be responsible for a massive increase in STIs. I know. It's just, it's just horrible, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, the way people with HIV are viewed. Back then, because we are talking about kind of around 2012, 13, just say derogatory, isn't it? That's what I don't like. Some countries um, where meds aren't readily available or viral loads aren't measured on a regular basis, there was concern that messaging like this might be quite divisive or misinterpreted. Mm. And, you know, there were some people that just didn't trust the science. I know. That's just madness, though. I don't understand why they wouldn't. I mean, I'd love to know why, but we say that. How could people not trust the science things? Again, I'm not saying we're scientists. But I have had some people that when we are testing them, I have had um, sometimes, well, I open the test packet before someone comes into the room for me to test them, not the needle or anything like that, just the test packet for me to be able to set the test up. And I've had people say, no, you have to open that in front of me. I don't believe that that's clean. So I haven't haven't even opened the needle or anything yet or or the swabs. I haven't opened literally. I've just opened the packet and they've walked out and refused. So I suppose I'm not that shocked that some people wouldn't believe actual science when other people, you know, we're a charity here to help people. And they go, no, I don't believe you're, you know, this is clean. And it's like, what? Bananas. All of this kind of didn't help the campaign to kind of succeed. It was looking like it was going to stall because some of these comments are from other HIV organisations or other kind of medical professionals. It's not just the general public going, no, we don't believe you. It's people within our own sector. Um, And I suppose that makes sense because... Countries around the world are at different kind of, oh my God, what's the word I'm looking for? Stages. They're at different stages of supporting people with HIV. But as I've said, there were other organisations that had been involved up to this point and they helped to address all of these concerns. So in July 2016, a group of accomplished doctors, activists and scientists in the global HIV sphere I'm going to include us in the global HIV sphere from now on. We're accomplished, accomplished charity workers. That's very true. We should have business cards made up like that. Accomplished charity worker working in the global HIV sphere, Sarah McAdam and Jessica Hardy. I love it. Mm. Let's just put that on our email signatures. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, why not? Uh, Anyway, that's how they describe. So accomplished doctors, activists and scientists in the global HIV sphere. They wrote a consensus stating that a person living with HIV who is on antiretroviral therapy, or HIV meds as we know them, and who's achieved an undetectable viral load could not transmit the virus to others. The consensus went by the very catchy title of risk of sexual transmission of HIV from a person living with HIV who is on an undetectable viral load. There is ever, they ever decide to revamp You Equals You campaign headline right there. There's your title. Absolutely. We could learn from this. I don't think our titles are catchy enough. So you're saying get more wordy. Don't be less yes. wordy. Off, gone with the acronyms, away with them. More words. Yes. Love it. Yes, I absolutely think so. Now, this statement, it was backed up by a, a, a litany of quotes 
sources and explanations. Basically, everything needed to try and combat those who were questioning the science. And the consensus would eventually be enforced and the U equal U message adopted by thousands of health and HIV organisations around the globe. So all it needed was the validity of those experts saying, this isn't lies. This is the absolute truth. And everyone starts jumping on board. And I was going to say probably someone like Elton John to head it. Has he headed something like this? But I just imagine that's always the thing that sort of like, I feel like you get loads of scientists and things. And as soon as a celebrity gets involved, everyone goes, yeah. All right, then. Isn't it? awful when that happens (laughs) that's all I meant in my mind you you were saying and all of these really accomplished scientists and then someone like someone you know in that ilk of someone big like Elton John swans on and goes and this guys is the truth and then everyone goes yes yes it is but no he wasn't involved so I'm not you know don't listen to me no he wasn't but someone had to get all these medical professionals together to to get this consensus which is no mean feat in itself Mm. So the consensus was organised by Prevention Access Campaign, who were advocating for U equals U to be standard practice in HIV care. And the founder of Prevention Access Campaign, or PAC, as it's known, because, you know, acronyms and HIV, the founder of PAC is Bruce Richmond, the one that came up with the slogan in the first place. Um... But you think that's really motivational when you've got someone who's positive himself, who's undetectable, who is very passionate about diminishing the stigma getting the you out of you message out there that he's conceived. I mean, his mission in all of this was to give empowerment back to those living with HIV. So he's obviously learned about his own diagnosis, that he's undetectable and he wants to instill it in others, but not just friends or family or partners. No, he's aiming for the whole world. That's amazing. Imagine just imagine being one person and being like, actually, this needs to get out there and I'm going to educate the entire world. And he actually has. Yeah, imagine having that as your goal. We just don't think high. We don't think big enough. I know. Sean no, wait. Is- no, you're wrong here. So the difference, Sarah, is that we do have this as a goal. It's just we're probably not going to achieve it. Whereas Bruce had the goal and then achieved. You know. Oh, uh, I'm thinking Bruce is quite a high achiever. Legend. He is. I think he's one of these people that's very focused and very driven, and and we could probably learn a lot from. Him. <laughs> about how to stay faith. Butterfly mind. Oh no. That yeah, he does. Off. He definitely doesn't have one of those. Definitely not. So he was interviewed when the consensus was published and he said, now that this community has verified you equals you, that's all he needed. We're working on every continent, thinking big, to ensure it's widely known. And we're advocating for people with HIV to have access to the treatment and care to stay healthy and not have to worry about passing on HIV ever again. Yeah, that's amazing. So in five years, PAC and the other U equal U advocates successfully lobbied established health organisations like the CDC in America, the World Health Organisation, UNAIDS endorsed U equals U. And they also encouraged all these groups to update their assessments of HIV risk. And then the campaign was given another boost from the then director of the Office of HIV and AIDS and Infectious Disease Policy at the US Department of Health and Human Services. Catchy title again. Imagine introducing yourself in a meeting with all of that yeah I think the longer the better I'd be less shy if I had more god do you think so anyway right so he wrote these study results were a game changer for HIV prevention care and treatment radically changing how many people living with HIV see themselves that's a good point isn't it this is going to increase their self-esteem and also how they're seen by others relieving them of the psychological burden of the fear they might inadvertently infect someone they love 
former HIV czar. That's a good job title. Make a note of that for Sean. That is an excellent job title. I feel like that should be your job title. Once you hit like, because you're almost at 20 year mark, aren't you, with TVPS? So I feel like once yeah. you hit that, Sarah the czar. HIV czar. HIV czar, just not a czar. What would you be if you were just a czar? Chocolate button czar. I know. I literally meant not what kind Oh, would you make? I meant, what would you just be if someone was just a czar and nothing else? What does it mean? Oh, isn't a czar like really kind of? It's like royalty, surely. I'm going to Google it. Okay, let's do it. Answer the question that everybody wants to know. Okay, a czar, which by the way I do know how to spell. Going oh, in, excellent! Is a title used by East and South Slavic monarchs. What? So, are you spelling it like T S A R? No, C-Z-A-R. Oh, you can spell it like that as well. It says also spelled C-Z-A-R, T-Z-A-R or C-S-A-R. Yeah. So there you go. It's like a king, but from Russia, apparently. Wow. So he was like a, so it's like a, like the H, I can't get my words out HIV emperor is what you're looking for. Of the Department of Health and Human Services. So I could be the czar of TVPS. Or chocolate buttons, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I think I can fulfill both roles uh, quite adequately and I will and anybody I can't remember what episode we talked about this but we had an episode where we went off topic and we were talking about how I needed multicolored robes and they've never materialized I think that was an early episode where you wanted to get some sort of honorary degree I'm not sure that's still going to happen to be honest and then you were going to prance around in a robe of many colors yes sweep around the center it's never happened but, you know, what can I do? I can only ask for these things. can't make them materialise. I just felt your dressing gown might suffice. <laughs> you want me to walk around our centre in, in my dressing gown? You just looked at it. It's there, isn't it? Is it near you? Yeah, yes, it's here. It's not far from me. I'll put it on. No, no it's not multicoloured. Oh. And also, I'm currently in my summer dressing gown, and that's not nearly as nice as my winter one. Do you have a summer and a winter dressing gown? Yeah, doesn't everyone? And summer and winter slippers. I'm very anti-dressing gowns, I'm sorry. (laughs) Really? What do you wear to keep warm? Some joggers and a hoodie. Oh, do you know what? I mean, we've worked together a long time and you think you know someone and then you find we're completely different. Yeah, I can't bear it. And I actually, I ban Ben, my partner, from wearing a dressing gown because I feel like I would never want to have sex with him again if I saw him wearing one. He genuinely wants a dressing gown and I'm like, no, he can't. Oh my gosh. So, you know, you can get the lovely towely dressing gown. So when you get out of a bath or a shower, you can just put that on. It just saves you the bother of drying yourself. Yeah. It's a bloody game changer. It saves minutes. You don't do that. No. You actually take the time to dry yourself. But maybe it's because I'm small and they all just sort of hit the floor. I feel like a hobbit. Like a tiny hobbit in it. It's just not for me. It's always my my hands are inside the sleeves, you know. Or it's like a child's one where I I look like, I don't want to look like a child. (laughs) That's weird too. Do you know what I mean? But Ben's really tall. He wouldn't look like a child in one. Ben cannot have a dressing gown. There is no negotiations here. But he's reached age where, you know, comfort becomes more important. Um, You're going to have to give in. Get one for Christmas for him. Oh, maybe he can have one and he can wear it if I'm not in. You know, like a treat oh. when someone goes out. <laughs> oh, poor Ben. Does he have slippers? No. But he doesn't want the slippers. So I don't mind slippers. I don't mind the slipper action. Because, you know, cold feet, whatever. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't mind if he had slippers. It's just a dressing gown situation. He doesn't have slippers because he doesn't like them. Pajamas? 
He doesn't wear pajamas. Oh God, he just walks around naked, doesn't he? He's just yeah. one of those very free and easy people. <laughs> yeah, if someone comes to the door, he's just like, yeah, what of it? Oh God, can you imagine? No, not 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 answering the door, but he's not a pajama person. I'm a pajama person. You're a, you're yeah. you like a pajama, don't you? Yeah, I love pajamas. I think they're the best thing ever. I would come to work in pajamas if I could. Me too. Well, you need to ramp it up with the dressing gown. I'm telling you, this winter, we won't be able to afford our heating bills. We've already talked about this. You're going to have to have a dressing gown. Oh, my God. We haven't mentioned my mum in ages. And this is relevant, by the way. She messaged me today to ask me if I bought any thermal underwear because I'll need it for the winter. And that's what she's been doing. And that I should think about buying some before it all sells out in the shops. So thank you, Bernice. There's a tip for everyone. My mum's saying buy buy your thermals now to help keep you warm, keep your heating bills down. So there's a there's a Bernie money saving tip for you. That that's a really good idea, definitely. And I have just bought a hot water bottle. That's how I'm getting through the winter. You're gonna have to use the electricity to boil the water. Get the kids on a out like an outdoorsy course where they learn to make fire, and then you can have them in the back garden doing activities boiling the water for your water bottle. Oh, yes, as I watch my fake grass melt underneath their little fire. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah. Oh, I haven't thought this through, of course. Oh, your mum's much better. See if she's got any more tips. They're very I will. Good. I'll be back next week with more um, Bernie warm tips. So get on it, mother. Hit me up. Yes, we need her advice. Okay, uh, where had we got up to? Many years ago, we were talking about you equals you, weren't we? Oh, we were talking about the HIV czar from the uh, Department of Health and Human Services in America. And he was saying, he commended the grassroots effort of PAC and the activists behind it, saying these scientific findings require that we step back and reassess what we thought we knew for the last 36 years, which is interesting. So this knowledge had been known for a long time, just not really shared in the public domain. <laughs> That's, mate, do you think they just thought people wouldn't take it seriously? Because there was already enough resistance at the time it came out. So do we just think that people just weren't ready? I don't know. It's just weird, isn't it, that he's now acknowledging that, yeah, we've known about this for ages, just didn't tell anyone. What else do they know? This, All those scientists or people saying, I don't believe the scientists. It's just added fuel to the fire, isn't it? Yeah. Conspiracies all over the place. What else haven't they told us? Oh, anyway, all of this led to other countries like China, Uganda, Kuwait, Malaysia, South Africa, Australia and England incorporating U equals U into their policies and HIV communication. Excellent. Now we're starting to get somewhere, you see. The Lancet, very reputable medical journal, added its support saying U equals U is a simple but hugely important campaign based on solid foundation of scientific evidence. And now... More than 600 community partners from 75 countries support the campaign. We should point out it's not called U equals U across the world because not everybody speaks English. That's a very good point. So, for example, in Vietnam, it's K equals K. In Brazil, it's I equals I. The Netherlands is N equals N. Turkey, it's B equals B and so on. You have no idea how many hours I wasted translating it into different languages around the world just to see what the initials were. It's two similar initials. Well, similar, the same. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was looking at because I thought they can't all be the same, surely. But the ones that I looked at were, it would have been a lot quicker if I could spell um, untransmittable. I I can't. So a lot of the times it was just not recognising the word because I hadn't spelled it correctly. Was it like the whole grievous debacle? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was just me typing it wrongly and then just reading it out. (laughs) 
And then you just stuck that yeah. with it. Yeah, then not realising and going, no, I'm definitely right. My spelling's correct and, uh, you know, everyone else's is wrong. But this is just, I couldn't type untransmittable. It's quite hard to spell, I think. So it kept saying no translation. And I was just like, well, how can countries not have untransmittable as a word? This is ridiculous. So anyway, anyway, look, there you go. We got there eventually. The background to you equals you. And hopefully all our lovely listeners will go out and share that message. And we can all do our bit to educate people that if you're undetectable, you really can't transmit HIV to anyone else. Well done, Sarah. Well said. We got there in the end, didn't we? We did. There were many twists and turns and I wasn't sure if we'd ever actually make it. <laughs> I know, nor did I. But there well you go. Done. We've done it, Jess. Yay. We've educated everybody. Yeah, I think we needed to cover these things. I think, like we've said, you know, you equals you gets banded around a lot. And I do feel a bit like, especially with acronyms, I think it can be a bit, it's a bit like, oh, you don't know what that means. You don't know what you equals you means. Do you know what I mean? It can make people feel a bit silly if they don't know. And it should not at all. So now, if ever you meet someone that doesn't know, or you think they don't know, just send them the, this podcast way, you know, send them to us. It's very true, actually. When I think how many meetings I've sat in, like health meetings, and heard them talk about initials and thought, my God, I've got no idea what this is because it's and when they've actually said you know the full title of it you're like oh it's that but yeah people do it all the time don't they exactly and I don't think people take enough time to explain it so blooming good job Sarah I love it thank you very much and you know you can get off and get in your little summer dressing gown now go and enjoy yourself oh it's a bit early mate later when it's you know after the working day I don't use it like a smoking jacket no it's just you know for the evening Right, when we used to be in the office all the time, the minute I literally got through that door, pyjama straight on. Straight on. Oh, yeah. Especially in winter. Like nice pyjama shorts. That's what I enjoy. I don't really, I'm not really a shorts person, so I don't really own other shorts. So they kind of become my um, sort of summer shorts, really. Interesting. Well, it is. that. Our, well, our viewers know, <laughs> our listeners will peak after this conversation. But <laughs> I I'm even boring myself. Why am I talking about summer shorts? I promise to to rein it in next time. No summer shorts chat, no dressing gown chat. But if you love a dressing gown, let us know. Let us know. I feel like they're like marmots. Do you love them or hate them? You know, I want to know. Okay, next week. Oh, do you know what? Next week, we're going back to the 80s. Oh, back to your comfort zone. Mm Mm-hmm going to be a good episode yes i'm not going to say anything else but yes no it's going to be good i said well see you then thanks for listening to the hiv podcast if you enjoyed our podcast please like rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts you can now also follow us on instagram and tiktok at the hiv podcast for behind the scenes insights and videos 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.